So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 I think very deeply. I think very deeply. I think very deeply. I think I think I think very deeply. In about four seconds, a teacher will begin to speak. I think very deeply. Let us begin. What, where, why, or when? We'll all be explained like the structure to a game. See, I'm not insane. In fact, I'm kind of rational. When I'm asking you, who is more dramatic than this one or that one? The white one or the black one? Black the pumpkin, I'll jump up to attack one. Hell, one. one. It's just the gotta lead a crew right up to your face and ditch you. Everyone saw me on the last album cover. Holding a pistol, something
So as I bring in all of the, the uh, Moors who are going to be on, I'm going to also introduce the person who uh, will be the moderator, <clears throat> Brother Sabir. He will be the moderator in uh, for the discussion. So I'll be stepping back. He'll be taking over the show, asking the question. Uh, Brother Sabir, can you hear me? Islam. Islam. So why don't you give uh, them a, um, a brief introduction while I bring the other Moors into the chat, and then um, right before you start, give them a chance to introduce themselves so that you also know who's on the line. Okay. And, you, and I yield the floor. Greetings, Islam. I'm Sabir Hannibal L. I will be uh, your mediator for this discussion. There will be possibly 14 questions. We might not be able to get through all the questions, but I will ask the most uh, important questions that the people ask and that the people want to know. Islam, so okay. Islam, you can move. You can move forward. Um, I think most of the Moors are on the line. You can go ahead and um, have them introduce themselves, uh, and then we can, you know, begin at, at your uh, your start. Okay. Before you all introduce yourselves, I would like to explain the process and the rules here. Uh, each each one of you all will be given uh, a question, and that question has to be answered within three minutes. I'll be keeping a time, and if you pass a three-minute mark, I'll uh, let you know that you passed the mark. Uh, there will be no interrupting or disrespecting while another is speaking. So after that person has answered the question, you may, uh, you may uh, put your input in. You will be able to comment after the more speaking have gave their answer. Okay, so at this time I'm going to uh, introduce the brothers that will be uh, speaking on this panel. It would be, I'll let you all introduce uh, yourselves. Islam, 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 this is Sheik Way L. A.K.A. Lord Abbott, A.K.A. Mr. Just the Facts. I will be representing the Morris Science Society. Islam. Islam. Greetings, Sheik Wael. Islam. Islam, brother. Islam. This is uh, Brother Zachary Grimion L. And uh, I'm with the... Uh, Sheep way L, we we representing the uh, Morris Science Society. Uh, peace. Peace, Islam. Islam is Dr. Alimo. Islam. Islam. Yes, I'm Dr. Alimo Bay. I'm representing United Washington as well as also um, the Morris Holy Temple of Science of the World. Islam. Islam. Okay, so with that being said, we could get right into it. Islam, let's go. I'll be asking the first question, and this question is going to go to uh, Dr. Aline Bey. How do you proclaim your nationality? 
And do you have to go through the temple to proclaim your nationality? Go ahead, good brother. You got three minutes. Nationality is exactly what is stated within the Black Lord Dictionary's definition to be your allegiance and to confirm your status. Based on the Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People, Article 6, it states specifically that you have the right to a nationality as being indigenous. So if you identify yourself as being indigenous, you have the right to a nationality. Based on the Universal Declaration of the Rights of Human Rights, which was passed 1948, it states within there, Article 15, that a person have a right to a nationality. What we do, because the Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People also states that you have a right to your own procedure. Well, our procedure is this, is that we draw up affidavits, and based on the 10 maxims of law, an affidavit must be expressed, all right? If you get, read the 10 maxims of law, your truth must be expressed in form of an affidavit, all right? That we do not have any worldwide businesses operating such as gas stations, such as grocery stores, such as manufacturing companies, distribution centers. Right now, this is something that we're building up to, but in the process, you still must have a nationality. So what we do, draw up affidavit, the affidavit, photograph, you can get it notarized, or two witnesses, which is common law. You can take it to the Register of Deeds or to the clerk of civil filing of Superior Court or Circuit Court. And after you do your nationality process, um, which the clerk itself will witness it, it was um, it's sealed it, it was signed, stamped it, and recorded or filed it. You know, that's where it would be put at, at the Register of Deeds or at the clerk of Superior Court. And you would take your, um, if you choose to, your common law name correction, and you would take it down to the social security, um, security um, department. Okay, time. Mm-hmm. If anybody want to uh, comment on that or reiterate, uh, yes. the question again was, how do you proclaim your nationality? And do you have to go through the temple to proclaim your nationality? Go ahead, yes. brothers. Yes, let me let me uh, chime in. Um, first and foremost, I rise giving all praise to Allah, highest of honors to his prophet, to Garvey, to all prophets, to all freedom fighters and leaders, and honors to you all. Now, people confuse what proclaiming your nationality means. Proclaiming your nationality is not a process by which you draw up on some piece of paper. Prophet Noble, I'm hearing an echo in the background. Somebody's speakers may be too loud to the next, close to their microphone. But when Prophet Noble Drew Ali is speaking about proclaim your nationality, at the time, we were led to believe that we were second-class citizens. Uh, judicial dicta opinion, which we'll get into later by Justice Tani, made us believe that we were not citizens of this land. The historical records prove otherwise, and Prophet Noble Drew Ali taught us that. So Prophet Noble Drew Ali is saying proclaim, 
for you are American citizens. The nationality is American. Our national descent name is Moorish. Hence, what is our nationality? Moorish American. This whole idea that one must put something on paper, uh, name corrections and all of these different things, I've tried all of that stuff. The people that taught me were turning around asking me what to do with all of this stuff, and I can say that none of that stuff works. None of it. So proclaiming your nationality is basically letting it be known that from now on, you recognize yourself as a Moorish American, an American citizen of these United States of America. That's it. And with that, I yield. Um, My brother Grim could come on. I don't know if the three minutes is going to start, but there's nothing that says otherwise in any way. Wait, I do want to say this real quick. The indigenous rights or whatever from the United Nations, that's not binding on the United States of America. That's not legally binding at all. So, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to, for, for anybody in the United States of America to try to invoke something that is not binding upon the United States of America. I yield the rest of my time. Okay. Anybody else like to demonstrate? Yes, Brother yes. Man. This is Could you repeat the question, please? How do you proclaim your nationality? And do you have to go to the temple to proclaim your nationality? Let's try to let's try to stay on subject. Don't wear off the question. We're gonna stay on subject. We're gonna do this right and exact. Islam. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Um mm-hmm. The first part of the question, do you have to go through the more assigned temple of America to proclaim your nationality? The, in that day and time, in the 1920s, the uh, more assigned temple at that time was the apparatus in which one could uh, go to uh, to proclaim their nationality. And basically what Prophet Noble Drew Ali found it was a rallying cry for people to begin to uh, take part of and hook into what they already were. Now, the thing is, do you have to go to the temple to proclaim your nationality? No, because uh, echoing with what Brother Wade L. said, uh, you are already an American citizen, believe it or not. We have to just look at how everybody else is operating in this land, and nobody else, uh, regardless of whether they're Chinese, Japanese, or anything else, have to file you know, these affidavit papers to basically uh, uh, claim such. And to do those things is almost akin to a man walking around with slave manumission papers, if you will. So with that being said, yes, we do have a nationality. And, you know, us in the Moorish community, we are uh, basically subject to misinformation. And we are saying that, we don't have a nationality. The only thing that we have to do is build. And running around with nationality is basically akin to a man with a, uh, a Ferrari uh, keychain going into the club uh, telling the woman that he has a Ferrari and, and there's no Ferrari outside. So we need to build some real stuff before we uh, do anything else. And with that, I yield, brother. Slaw. Go ahead. Anybody else have? Go ahead, brother. 
I'm not sure if um, <clears throat> if you all can hear me. I got disconnected and had to come back, but I think I got the gist of the question. Um, with, with what I want to introduce is um, the definition of proclaim and whether we use proclaim or declare. Within the law dictionary, uh, it's very specific of, of what it says. And what I tend to do is, is I just basically stay with what words the prophet used so that we can be clear about what his statements meant and what he was saying to do. Okay? So to proclaim means to promulgate, to announce, to publish by governmental authority, intelligence of public acts or transactions or other matters, important to be known by the people, to give wide publicity to, to disclose. That's, that's proclaim, and declare is very similar, okay? So as not to take up all the time, I won't read both. In order to correct your status, as the prophet is telling us to do, his very words say there must be a public announcement, a public act, a public transaction to correct these things. So it's not just necessarily when we're speaking of the, uh, your contractual obligations, just recognizing it. Recognizing it within, of course, is the very first step. But you also, based on the words of the prophet, need to make it known with wide publicity. You need to disclose it. The reason that the Moors um, um, deal with putting it on public record is to make it widely known and disclosed. And so with that, you're able to then say within con contract law that the proper notice was given to allow those who needed to know the opportunity to rebut your, how you would be conducting your further dealing because the prophet also said to do all your new business in your new name. So in order to be able to truly do that within law, you need to make it known what you're doing. You can't just go and in your home decide and then not make any type of formal announcement. It, within the very words of the prophet, that's not correct. And I yield the floor. Uh, all right, we can move on to the next question then. If any, if you I, I just have with... a quick question before you move on, brother, if you don't mind. Go ahead, brother. Um, how, like statements that where where the brother just made the claim that the prophet said certain things. Are these things just going to be left on the table, or are we going to have time to address that? Because the prophet didn't say those things. So I want to know: Do we address? Are we going to have time to address certain things or what? Yes, go ahead. To answer the question in the second in the second hour, what what I would advise doing so that we can get through the questions, um, if it's pertinent to this particular question, yes, we definitely want to address it so we can bring clarity. Definitely. So. If it's a side okay. subject sort of, then we want to re uh, leave it for the second hour. So I'll let you decide based on your question what that would be. Well, my my question is, where did Prophet Noble Drew Ali ever make the claim that anybody should publish their 
you know, these individual filings or these records, et cetera, et cetera, to declare or proclaim their nationality? Islam. So are we disputing that the prophet said, if you do nothing else, proclaim your nationality? Is that statement in dispute? No, that statement is not in dispute. Uh, a few okay. uh, moments ago, you said that the prophet said that we had to, like, publish, if, if I'm remembering your okay. words correctly, okay. publish these things on the record. Gotcha. I, Islam, I got mm-hmm. Islam, Islam. Um, So the prophet said, if you do nothing else, proclaim your nationality. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I went to the definition of what it means to proclaim in mm-hmm. law. What does that mean? And that's mm-hmm. the definition I'm reading, which means, um, let me go back to it for clarity, to promulgate, to announce, to publish by governmental authority, intelligence of public acts or transactions or other matters important to be known by the people, to give wide publicity to, to disclose. So mm-hmm. that what I did is defined the words that the prophet used. And the reason I do that, because these are the words of the prophet. These are not my words. I'm not reading any more into it. I'm just going to break down what the prophet said so that it can be understood exactly what his message was. So that's why I'm reading the definition of proclaim itself. Oh, definitely. Question. I'm looking. Oh, go ahead, brother. Graham. Question. Yes. The prophet said proclaim and I know, you know, a lot of the brothers like to defer to the uh, Black Law Dictionary as opposed to the uh, the uh, standard American English uh, dictionary in that regard. So, number one, I, I mean, my question would be that can you prove, number one, that Noble Drew Ali was using the Black Law Dictionary when he was saying proclaim? your nationality. That's, that would be my first question. And my second question would be, uh, did being that Prophet Noble Drew Ali brought us this information and he was the one that was all wise and knowing in regard to what was going on, can you prove that Noble Drew Ali, being that he was the first Moorish American after the reconstruction of the United States government, could you prove that he filed any paperwork uh, 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 to or any type of affidavit for his name and nationality correction. Islam, um, <clears throat> let me make sure that I understand the question. Uh, so you're saying first, uh, how can we prove what dictionary the prophet was using? Um, one, regardless of the definition, I mean, or the dictionary that we use, we're going to find it. Uh, to be a similar meaning, even if you go back to um, the etymological root of the word proclaim, which um, is late 14th century proclaiming from late uh, Latin proclamare, cry, cry or call out from pro forth, uh, clamare to cry out, spelling altered, influence of plain. So no matter where we go, it's going to deal with making it known, even within the etymological root. If we do a, a, a semantic breakdown of the prefix and the root is going to give you uh, a, the, the basically the same meaning. Any way you, we look at it, regardless of whether we're talking about the Oxford Dictionary or we're talking about the Black's Law Dictionary, it's going to be similar. There may be a couple of differences, but within the word proclaim, 
it's always going to be uh, mentioned that it's something that you do outward. It's not just inward. It's also outward. So within that, uh, that outwardly sphere, then we're dealing with um, putting it within the public notice. And the public has to know in order for it to be understood you know, you can't just necessarily sit at home and say, okay, I'm, I'm correcting my status. Well, how did you correct it? You know, there's it's, it's, laws that govern you. But let me, let me it, answer it, the second part of the question oh, so okay, I can get that part out of the way. Brother. And then I'll yield the floor to your brother. Um, within the filing of paperwork uh, with the prophet, what we see uh, when we study the footsteps of the prophet, every step of the way, there was the governmental entities being put on notice, whether it was by meetings or by word, and even with the setting up of the different temples, you see the, the, the governmental entities being put on notice. So although we may not have the historical record. Of the, of the prophet using a, a, a name declaration or judicial notice as uh, we, we use today, there are records of him putting the governmental entities on notice about the status and the affairs of the Moors. There are those records, and we all have them, which I think is undisputable. Islam. Islam. Before, before gonna, we move on, we gonna, brother, we're going to move wanna... on to the next yeah, Islam, gotta, I just wanted to say one thing real quick, because I have my Black's Law Dictionary right here, and after every word, there's a semi, semicolon, which puts each word or definition of proclaim in its own category. So first it says to promulgate. The second it says to announce. To announce. Third, to publish by. So what the brother is saying is that he's, going with to publish by government authority, even though that's not necessarily what's going on. But when Prophet Nobu Drew Ali engaged Moorish American Muslims in the political spectrum by uh, the election of Oscar the Priest, by registering 3,000 Muslims of Chicago to go vote, Louis B. Anderson, et cetera, et cetera, this is how Moorish Americans announced their nationality as a group of individuals, a political unit, moving behind a specific political figure. With that, I yield the floor. We could go to the next question. Next question. What is status correction? Why do some Moors go to the courts for status correction? What does status correction have to do with proclaiming your nationality? Brother Cheekway L, it's on you. Okay, it's um, uh, status correction is a rules. It, status correction is just the rules. It's not a process. There's no other people that come in the United States of America, as my brother Grimmionell pointed out earlier, that come and say, oh, I don't like the status that I'm in. I'm going to file some documents or some paperwork, what does status mean? Status means a person standing within the society. Prophet Noble Drew Ali ex- explained that Negro, Black, Color, Ethiopian were names that deluded to slavery, and that we were more, and specifically as Americans, citizens, we were Moorish Americans. 
So this status correction thing, like many, 99.9% of the concepts that a lot of the Moors are using today come from European sovereign citizen movements. They don't come from anything that we can trace back and say that it's Moorish. So, I mean, I can just yield the floor and say status correction is a ruse. It is something that somebody made up. It is inapplicable. It has absolutely no applicability whatsoever. And no one, not one person, has been able to prove uh, by any court decree or any congressional decree that an individual that proclaimed their nationality through a status correction procedure, whether it be filing paperwork or UCC, was recognized as a person who went from one particular status because status means an individual standing in society to something else. It's just, I mean, in the word bogus, I yield the floor. All right. Anybody uh, would like to object that? Islam. Um, when we're looking at um, status, status also deals with one's relationship and in reference to the community. So we can't leave that out. It means standing. Your relationship and obligations to the community. Some Moors uh, go through the temple, of course, because the temple um, is what, you know, um, Prophet Noble Drew Ali set up, um, and there's supposed to be a process for that. There's supposed to be a process for that within the community. With, within what we're seeing, um, each, each temple has to answer for whether or not that they are um, taking care of that process, but we can never. You all, we always have to stay with the point that it means your relationship to your community. So if we understand and we know for a fact that um, our attributes were taken from us and we were put into a lower class status, then there has to be a countermeasure for that. And the question becomes, what's the countermeasure? If on the records, if on the records themselves, you have um, the Moors classified as Negro, Black, and colored, it only makes sense that this, the records have to be corrected. That it's just sensible. If there's an incorrect record, you correct the record. You can't correct the record without presenting something that corrects the record. So we're just talking common sense. If there's a miss, if there's a typo in a book, I don't just notice the typo, I go correct the typo. And that's what status correction does. So that you Okay, have your time ability. is up, brother. Islam. Your time time is up. Anybody would like to reiterate on that? Peace. Oh, Islam. 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 No, oh, I'm sorry. I stand down. Someone else was about to say something. Yes, Islam. Um, yes, Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution states specifically that person um, 
of course, that come into play when we look at the Dress Scott case decision of 1856-1857. If this was corrected by the passing or the ratifying of the 14th Amendment, we are sure that Prophet Nobadra Ali went and said, you know, would have stated, you know, why the 14th, 15th, 16th Amendment would not even have been necessary, you know, for the salvation of his people. Well, we look at Huckabee. Huckabee was a presidential candidate, and he claimed that black people aren't technically citizens during his um, critique of unjust laws. And then we look at the same time, which was just a, a, a year or two ago, at MSNBC. Um, Harris Perry said blacks still not seen as American citizens. So the reason why Moors cannot be U.S. citizens is because the Moroccan Empire had a business agreement or arrangement with the British Empire, which was the European corporate contract citizens or Caucasian or European men. The United States is a foreign European corporation conducting trade and commerce in foreign lands. And you can get this from the court case, U.S. versus Perkins, 163, United States, 625, as Marion Estate, 36, New York, 479. I yield the floor. Islam, this is uh, Brother Z Grimmy on the L. I just wanted to uh, speak in regards to uh, your original question about status correction, right? Now, here's the thing. If a brother or sister want to go down to the uh, clerk of court or wherever you go to file these particular papers, it has to be known that that's what you are doing is just filing paper. Now, I can go file the exact same papers I can say I'm an Englishman. Matter of fact, I could I could file paperwork, and, and it's been shown over and over again that basically the uh, the job of these people are just to receive documents. They don't look at the accuracy of your documents or what you're saying. You're just filing documents. The only thing those people do is stamp those documents and receive them. I could say that I'm the great Yahweh, the creator of the universe. They don't care. They're going to put a stamp on those things. They're going to accept it and follow this record. So technically, you're not really uh, uh, doing anything in regards to uh, status correction. Yes, you may be, like the brother was saying, proclaiming something or letting people. I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to that if it's not hurting anyone. But the problem is is that people have did these things and think that they have something special, then take those documents that they found and go get them in, in trouble. Let me speak to what Brother Aleem El Bay said about the, uh, and this is where me and Way L vary with a lot of Moors. I want to speak to the uh, Dred Scott decision. We have to really study what happened. And this is, I think, a misinterpretation of of Moore's misapplying the Dred Scott decision. When Justice Taney made that decision, that was a conspiracy. That wasn't the rule. And if you do study and research, you'll understand that the majority of the states, particularly in the North, none of those people um, accepted or respected Justice uh, uh, Taney's uh, decision. And if you want to know the real truth, 
Dr. Taney said, because, see, those people had an interest in the slave trade and the perpetuation of the We need to read the dissenting opinion. And the only reason the dissenting opinion lost is because the, the, the people had interest in the, uh, uh, the activities of the South. The, the dissenting opinion of uh, the other justice said that the Moors or, or, or whatever the terminology they use, you want to use black, African-American, but the, uh, the dissenting opinion of Justice Curtis say that we were there in the ratification and participated in the ratification of the Constitution of the United States, and we were citizens from day one. So what Justice Taney did was perform a conspiracy but see, more instead of paying attention to the truth and, and the dissenting opinion, we listen to the conspiracy that Taney went into to try to disenfranchise our people. Yes. With that, more, um, I yield the floor. This is beautiful. I love this, man. It's a respectful forum. I like this. This oh, is very, very yeah. beautiful. Um, like to speak to Brother Arlene Bay's claims about, if, if y'all don't mind, of course, about the Dred Scott decision in the 13th, I mean, excuse me, the Dred Scott decision and leading up to the 14th Amendment. Islam. Okay, Islam. All right, now, people, like my brother was just saying, they never read the dissent in Dred Scott. Everybody, is, like my brother Grimmy Arnell so eloquently stated, is running with the conspiracy theory that was hatched by Justice Tani's dicta. Look up the word dicta. It means a judge's judicial opinion. It is not anything that's based on law. Justice Curtis, who was one of the two dissenting Supreme Court uh, justices, said this. He said, did the Constitution of the United States deprive them or their descendants of citizenship? That Constitution was ordained and established by the people of the United States through the action in each state of the persons who were qualified by its law on behalf of themselves and all other citizens of that state. In some of the states, as we have seen, colored persons were among those who qualified by law to act on this subject. Those colored persons were not only included in the body of the people of the United States, but by whom the Constitution was ordained and established. But in at least five of the states, they had the power to act and doubtless did act by their suffrages upon the question of its adoption. It would be strange if we were to find in that instrument anything which deprived of their citizenship any part of the people of the United States who were among those by whom it was established. He continues, I find nothing in the Constitution which, proprio vigore by its own force of vigor, vigor meaning self-executing, deprives of their citizenship any class of persons who were citizens of the United States at the time of its adoption or who would be native-born citizens of any state after its adoption, nor any power enabling Congress to disenfranchise person on the soil of any state and entitled to citizens of such state. I mean, there's just so much I could go to 
in this. Prophet Noble Drew Ali says, help me bring my people back into the constitutional folds because they have fallen. These people didn't know themselves, our most recent ancestors here, as Moors or Moorish Americans. They largely knew themselves as Negroes. But the idea that they were Negroes is what led them away from the law. That's why the prophet said, I have traveled to the South and I have examined conditions there. And it is the actions of my own people that, are, that have brought about Jim Crowism, et cetera, for failing to live the life. Please, everybody, read the dissent of Justice Curtis and Justice McLean. It kills all of the sovereign citizen conspiracy theories right out the gate. And with that, I yield the floor. Islam. Yes, this is Mr. Justice Daniels, and he speaks on the Dress Guy case decision, December term, 1856. And this is what he states concerning that same matter. All right. Now, the following are truths, which are knowledge of the history of the world, in particular of that of our own country, compels us to know that the African Negro race never had been acknowledged as belonging to the family of nations. That are among them, they're not never have been known or recognized by the inhabitants of other countries. Anything partaking of the character of nationality or civil or political polity, that this race has been by all the nations of Europe regarded as subjects of captive or purchase, as subjects of commerce or traffic, and that the introduction of that race into every section of this country was not as members of civil or political society, but as slaves, as property in the strictest sense of the term. Now, this is, once again, Mr. Now, this could be a conspiracy, no doubt about it. But this was Mr. Justice Daniel replying to um, the Dress Scott case decision, December term, 1856. So we have a situation in which that we have to rectify as more. And I know about Justice Curtis, um, and I agree, you know, but these are the things in which that has to be put to the, um, brought to the limelight because... Um, these are things in which that they have also put on the other side, making sure that this conspiracy can continue going on. So I do not disagree with um, Brother Sheik Wael. Um, I agree with him about Justice Curtis' information and what he stated. However, when you go to law school, one of the most talked about law cases is the draft guy decision. All right? I know this from going to college and taking criminal justice classes and paralegal classes. And these are the things in which that they talk about is the Dress Scott decision. They don't talk about Justice Curtis information. All right. But they harp on this side, which is Justice Daniels information and Judge Taney's information and others information concerning this Dress Scott case decision in which that brought about the alleged ratifying of the 14th Amendment of um, 1868. I yield the floor. Islam, we got a time limit. We're going to move on to the next question. When Noble Drew Ali said, to not get rid of your slave name as proof of the slave trade, but do all business in your new name, 
Did he leave an example? What would be the new name exactly? Would it be L or Bay? Who is this person? L. Hodge Sharif Abdul Ali. Some people believe that that is Nobujo Ali. I've heard some wars. They have no record of this. Brother Zachary L. Go ahead, demonstrate. Islam. So are we still on the uh, same topic, beloved? No, the question is, when Nobujo Ali said to not get rid of your slave name as proof of the slave trade, but do all business in your new name, did he leave an example? What would be the new name exactly? Islam. Okay, well, let let me ask you a question. In what verifiable literature did Prophet Noble Drew Ali make that statement? Or is that the oral statement? Islam? Islam, yeah, let, let me intercede. Islam, that's for that's for you to demonstrate on uh, more. We're just oh, he's just reading the questions oh, well, that well, came pra- from the public. Allah. I, I just wanted to I just wanted to make make I just wanted to I'm make a re- point. I'm just reading I'm the, the, the question. being rhetorical. Okay, I'm gonna read it for you one more time. Yeah, yeah, no I, I, I heard what you're saying, beloved. I just want to demonstrate on it. I was just basically being rhetorical when I was answer ans- asking the question. I wasn't asking a question. I was just saying. Okay. Right. So when when you make that statement about what the prophet said, we have to consider the source, if you will, and being that this this comes from. Uh, a lot of the oral statements, if you will, we can't verify whether all of those oral statements are 100% from him. We don't have any proof. The literature that we have from Prophet Noble Drew Ali, if you will, is the 101 questions, the Quran, the Constitution and bylaws, additional laws, and what the brothers and sisters put together back in the day, which is that which is the uh, uh, the Moorish uh, literature pamphlet. So when we have to be careful when we use those statements because as time went on, I believe, and, and it's our contention, that a lot of people made up things and said that the prophet said them. And we take these things, being the strong people that we are, we take these things and we run with it, but we don't know whether those statements have any basis in fact. With that, I yield the floor. Go ahead, Morris. Islam. Okay, so can you read the, uh, the just the first part, or the first parts of the question again, just so I can have clarity before I make a statement? When Noble Draw Ali said, to not get rid of your slave name, that's proof for the slave trade, to do all business in your new name, did he leave an example? What would be the new name exactly? Would it be L or Bay? Islam. Okay, so um, I, I wholeheartedly agree uh, with what Brother Zachary L. said. We're, we're dealing with uh, some of the information that's passed down that's coming directly from the prophet, the oral statement. One of the things that I choose to say when I'm dealing with the oral statement um, what I'm teaching is that the prophet was said to have said um, so that there's a, a buffer just in case that the prophet is being misinterpreted or someone is just 
lying about what the prophet said. So the prophet is said to have said uh, those things within the oral statement. Um, and as far as um, examples with with uh, doing business and doing things in your uh, your new name, uh, you can look at the ten ten five nine zero five as an as an example uh, when the uh, prophet. Is um, autographing those that document. That's just one document that uh, people can look at, and that is the uh, incorporation document. Um, those who know, you know, study, they know his birth, uh, his given name, um, and so they can see the uh, Ali affixed to that. And so that would be the example as to a uh, one example as to how to do business in. Uh, your new name with the uh, corrected uh, fixed title. Okay, I'm going to go ahead to the Can next question. Wait, Islam, I would like to touch on that, beloved. Okay, go ahead. Yes, Islam, uh, first and foremost, the like my brother Grimmionel stated, that's an oral statement. It has no basis in any of, of Prophet Noble Duali's literature. Uh, you have people that claim to be reincarnated, noble Dualis, and they made up a bunch of stuff that many people haven't been able to discern over the years. Uh, when the prophet, first and foremost, prophet noble Dualis name was never Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali or El Hajj Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali or any variation of that. There's no proof of that. This uh, appellation if, if you will, comes about in the, in the 80s, in the early 80s, if I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves me correctly, has nothing to do with Prophet Noble Drew Ali. The free national name is American. Prophet Noble Drew Ali constantly refers to the free national republic, the free national constitution, constitution the free national government. There's no uh, L or Bay that's the free national name. L or Bay represents the fact that we are Moorish Americans, specifically L, which makes it a theophoric name, to which we annex to the name that we, you know, that we have. Bay was a name that was only given to the governors in the Moorish Science Temple of America who were the heads of state over the temples in that uh, specific state. So, you know, to, to reiterate that whole give the European a name back, the prophet never... He used Drew Ali, you know, up until he passed form. So, you know, a lot of these things is just obvious and evident when you just look at them. But with that, I yield the rest of my time. Islam, I would like to uh, say, brothers, I got dozens and dozens of original 1928 uh, Morris American uh, Morris Guide newspapers. Some of you all may have some, but I have a, a great collection of them, and there's many Morris Americans in those uh, Morris guides who at many times did not display Ale and Bay right there in the Morris guide. As a matter of fact, at, at, at times, Emilie Ale, or that the brother that they call Emilie Ale, who was the first Supreme Grand Sheik, many times his name was printed in that very paper without the Bay or Ale. Am I saying that we not supposed to have it? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that I think that brothers make it a whole lot and putting a whole lot of emphasis in adding things where where they weren't weren't before. Islam, 
um, I'll keep what I'm gonna say brief. Um, when it comes to, we have to we we have to be very careful when we approach um, a lot of these subjects because sometimes you have those who are under the notion that if you do anything that wasn't done in 1925, 24, 26, 28, 13, or 1895, then you're deviating uh, from what the prophet did, and that's wrong, which is a complete fallacy. It is a complete other fallacy to think that every single thing that was done back then is the exact same way that we're supposed to do it now, even, you know, within what the prophet said in his statement. Um, you can find that that would be a fallacy. You know, um, if I told you to have, uh, you would go back to sleep. You know, so we, we have to understand that there are changes. There are things that we do now that weren't done then. Why? Because there have been changes over the past 100 years to, from the time when the prophet was here. So, of course, there's things that, we, you know, that the uh, prophet didn't do that we have to do now. Of course, there's uh, um, ways that we have to do business or do things that the prophet didn't do. That's only common sense. So when we want to say, well, this wasn't done in 1928, uh, that doesn't always matter. It doesn't always matter that it wasn't done in 1928 because this is in 1928. And with that, I, I yield the floor. Yes, this is Grimmy on L. Zach, I like to speak to that. Um, and I appreciate what the brother said, and he's one hundred percent right. Uh, well, I'm gonna say he's he's I'm gonna say the brother's ninety percent right, and he's ninety percent right on the part that there's things that we have to do that we weren't doing in 1928. Well, here is my problem. I, I respect that statement that that brother just made, but here is my problem. They, they are individuals who make the statement that that brother said, and similar statements that that brother said, but then turn around, right, and then try to use what happened in 1928 as a backdrop and a support to what they're doing now as opposed to saying, well, you know what, this is what I'm doing now. I mean, we did it earlier, you know. Everybody went back to the literature to try to prove status correction. Now we're saying that, oh, well, we have to do new things. And and that's where my problem comes at. It's almost kind of like a uh, – it's, it's, it's confusing because we're saying that the prophet did these things, and now we're saying that, oh, the prophet didn't do these things. Now we have to do them. Mm-hmm. Islam, um, I'll, keep this, I'll keep this brief again if we have time for the statement. Um, uh, there's going to be variations, and if – and if fixing a broken down conveyance, a broken down car back in 1913, the cars were made a little bit different. So you have certain steps. Within the modern technology, you may have to add 10 more steps to fixing that same problem. However, you can look back and say, well, you know, the uh, original Ford was fixed this way when you, you know, um, on the crankshaft. Well, now you don't have a crankshaft. You know, you have a different part that uh, needs to be fixed that does the same job as the crankshaft back then. And so we have to make some changes, but we still have to, you know, it's okay for us to reference the same step, well, similar steps that were taken back then, but we have to, we do have to be willing to, um, to grow. We can't, we can't just stay stuck in this matrix um, 
like anytime someone says something that the prophet didn't do or he didn't, it just makes no sense. You know, so, you know, me and the brother are basically saying the same thing, but I just want to be clear that just because you're doing something different doesn't mean that you can't reference what the prophet did. What we should be doing is adding on top of what the prophet brought. That's what we. That's what our job is. The prophet did not, in any way, shape, or form, tell us or do everything for us completely. He gave us enough to save ourselves, but he also said, "If I can get my people to think they could save themselves," so he wasn't the savior. And so we have to stop treating it that way, as if anything outside of the prophet is, "Oh my God, oh my God, what are they doing?" No, it's our job is to build on top of the legacy of our uh, foremothers and forefathers, just the way the Prophet Noble Drew Ali built on the legacy of his foremothers and forefathers prior to his uh, uh, reincarnation in the flesh. We must do the same thing. Islam, I, I would like mm-hmm. to speak to that briefly before we move on. Islam. Now, the problem with that I have with what this brother is saying right now, and I, is that brother Ramael speaking? I, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing his name right. Yeah, Ramiel. Ramiel, okay. The problem I have with what you're saying, beloved, is this. You're basically saying that what Prophet Noble Drew Ali brought, portion of it broke down. And in order to fill that portion up, we have to adopt sovereign citizen tactics from the Europeans because before the Europeans started doing this fouling of the paperwork, this resistance against the driver's license, they're calling the United States of America a corporation, which it's not, that we can't find this anywhere. We, you know, so it's like you're saying we're going to take a vehicle that we believe that something is wrong with, and we're going to remove a part and replace it with the part from a, 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 a domestic car. We're going to take something from a foreign car and mix it in. And Prophet Noble Dwali said we fell straying after the gods of Europe of whom we knew nothing. Deeper in the lessons, we are taught that a man's ideals are his God, and that man's God today is tomorrow is not man's God. So these ideals that you know, brothers like yourself, brothers like Aleem and Taj and, you know, people on that side of the gate espoused, these things weren't espoused by Prophet Noble Drew Ali. He didn't lead us into any of this information. When the Prophet is saying that the 14th and 15th Amendment is not necessary for the salvation of our people or citizens alike, he's not saying that the 14th Amendment wasn't law, which was started by uh, the Euro-Christian uh, right-wing southern spawns of the confederacy that we have today because the prophet teaches us that the 14th amendment brought the south back into unit with the north who were at that time without power so it had to have been law if it had the power to bring the north back into the union these things are not being properly discussed the only way where we find this information is in european sovereign citizen groups it has no other foundation so that's the problem that i have with what you're saying beloved okay we're gonna move on to the islam, next question islam i do want to say this please 
Islam. We got to move on to the. We got to move on to the next question. Islam, the next uh, question. Remember that comment, brother Ali, and then we'll come to. We're moving into the second hour, and then we'll come back right to that comment right when we open up the phone line. So before we take the first caller, remember that comment, and then um, we'll come right back to you for it. The people want to know, after correcting your status through the courts, is your corrected name honored on your driver's license, bank card, passport, etc.? Brother Ali, take the floor. Yes, it is. Demonstrate on it. Give me the whole question again. After correcting your status through the court, mm-hmm. is your the corrected thing? name honored on your driver's license, bank card, passport, etc.? Yes, but we did not go through the court. A judge did not stand. I did not stand before a judge in order to get um, a name change. I had a common law name correction. In the state of North Carolina, um, General Statute 4-1 states that North Carolina is common law, is under common law. So when we do our affidavits, we go to the clerk of civil filing of Superior Court, and she stamps and seals it. At that moment, we are who we state that we are, and it costs $3. It do not cost a um, a high amount if you just take that one sheet in, all right? Um, we can call a common law name correction. However, um, the problem now comes to, for those who do not do any affidavits or documentation, then that means that they're just something sprouting um, that they are more and that they have a nationality just simply based on the fact of stating as such, which is fine. However, until you come into a court case situation, and if you don't have a paper trail, and as I stated earlier, the maxims of the law state specifically that truth must be expressed in the form of an affidavit. So you must have something on paper. All right. Now, since we're not completely out of this so-called system in which that, you know, many would want to say, or some say that we are part of the system. Um, that we are United States citizens, and if that is the case, then um, if all we have to do is just simply say that we are Moors, which I've seen Moors actually do that in court, and they got taken away to jail um, because they did not have anything in order to state um, paper-wise or affidavit, in a form of affidavit, that they are a Moor. Just have led many to um, go to court and listening to those who say that you don't need no paperwork. And this is what happened to many of those who have done so. And they lose the, the, the zest and the zeal that they once had for being a more because they seen that something just wasn't right as far as um, the Moors coming together in order to try to figure out how we need to go about doing this properly. So once I did that, I went to the Social Security um, and got a new Social Security card. And then after that, went to the DMV and got an ID card, not a driver's license, but an ID card. And so now, you know, this is the way in which that we were able to operate. This is based on information that we got from the Great Seal National Association of Morris Affairs. 
um, under Yusef Rami um, L. Well, Yusef Rami Bay, excuse me, um, several years ago before he passed. So this is how we was operating, um, and this is the way in which that we still talk about operating to this day, so that if they pull you over, you have something of theirs in which that will identify um, you um, based on, you know, uh, what they're used to seeing, you know. But at the same time, you also get your own documents. Um, you get your own um, nationality card and so forth and so on in the process. So, yes, in that way, that's the way in which that we did it. That we did it. Islam. Islam, I hear the floor. Yeah, um, I don't know if, if Brother Ramiel wanted to go, but I think it would be best if I go, then uh, Ramiel go, and then Grimmy Arnell go. Is that okay? Islam, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go uh, ahead, brother. Islam, Islam. Okay, no, no. To answer the question, no. The courts, nobody honors that stuff. Let me, there's a history. This stuff goes back to the late 90s. Anybody that goes to my Morris, my other Morris Science, no, no, this is on my current Morris Science TV channel. You'll see an interview that I did with Brother Sharif Day. And he spoke about in the 1990s how they were the first one to bring this stuff to New York. Now, when, when Morris first started doing this sovereign citizen stuff, which he, being one of the first ones, him, Hakeem Bey, et cetera, et cetera, the courts were confused. They didn't know what any of this stuff was. So a lot of them were able to get their affidavits filed. Some of them still retain the names from these affidavits. They were able to put this stuff on their uh, driver's licenses, their so, uh, state IDs, their social security cards, etc. But then there came a certain point in time where the courts got hip to this information, and they started having meetings. And then the FBI put out a memo several memos. The most recent one, I believe, was in 2014. I can furnish anybody a copy of it. Uh, send me an email at lordabatgmail.com, and I'll get it right to you. And they were breaking down all of this stuff. Brother Eileen Bay represents Washita. Washita is heavily cited in, in this work. I have a whole printout of case laws with Washita. None of this stuff is honored. None of it. Absolutely not. You get pulled over and you try to pull out a right to travel or a rip to travel, et cetera, et cetera, based on the fact that you did a, a name change or you filed a status correction and you don't have that driver's license, you're going to jail, point blank, period. They're going to arrest you and lock you up. Fifteen years ago, when the cops and no highway patrol and nobody knew what this stuff was, you may have gotten away with it because law enforcement had to catch up. But once they realized that this stuff was just stuff people were printing up on their home computer. It had absolutely no value, no applicability at all. It has been rejected. It's been in the news over and over and over and over again for the past couple of years. So the answer to the question is simply no. It doesn't work. They don't recognize it. Okay. Islam. Islam. This is Brother Z Grimmy on here. I'd like to speak to that as well. You know, I was uh, in the Morris Science Temple of America. I was a Grand Sheep. And uh, just that process that uh, Dr. Aline Bay, L. Bay, excuse me, um, described, you know, one of my members went through that exact same process. 
and he ended up in jail. And, you know, I, I told him not to do it, not to do it. He did it anyway. I mean, this stuff sounds good. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it really has a, a attracting power because we know something is wrong. I'm not going to say sit here and say that something's not wrong with a lot of the stuff that that we are uh, dealing with in this society. But I think that we should do what Noble Drew Ali did, get engaged in the system, and we engage it from the from the point of the legislature as opposed to uh, individuals, if you will, not connected to any organized groups with any true real power trying to do these things. And people have ended up in jail time and time and time again. And what what the, the excuse is always this excuse. Oh, well, you must have done something wrong. You didn't do it right. And then they craft another way. Then that way don't work. And then some another set of individuals come along and say that, hey, well, that's not right. You didn't do it right. But the thing about it is this. If, if something must not be 100% right about that process in totality, totality if you have to uh, play Rubik's Cube with it and get no help from the, the people that, like in law, Let's just hypothetically say you're suing somebody, but you filed the uh, paperwork in the wrong venue. The clerk will say, well, this is not the right venue. They'll send you a letter, blah, blah, blah. When these people file these forms and do all of this activity that they do, how come the government or the people they're filing with who's writing the same laws, the same case law that all the sovereign citizens are, are, are citing, how come those people say, oh, we received your paperwork? There's one slight mistake in it. Uh, so just re- resubmit it and, and send it to the right place, venue, change the form or whatever. And the bottom line is because not because this stuff is wrong, but the bottom line is that that stuff do not work. Real quickly, what I would what I would like to do, or what, what what I suggest individuals would do, people need to organize, form businesses, and build social and economic power, as opposed to uh, playing cat and mouse, if you will with this uh, paperwork, and I yield. Islam. Islam. So I'm going to give three examples because I, I um, but before I do, I want to say one thing about the continued use um, of the term or the kind of, of Moors who are, have a different way of going about things, the attempt to tie the, us back to the sovereign citizen movement. First and foremost, we have to stop doing that. Okay, no, none of us exactly. claim to be a part of the sovereign citizen movement. It's disrespectful to tie us back and attempt to tie us back to something that everyone on this line knows is on the FBI watch list. Everybody on this line knows that. So to even use the term sovereign citizen movement, we know for a fact that that is a part of the FBI watch list and all movements or appendages of that movement are part of uh, on uh, the Quarantel Pro list. So we have to do better than that. We can't disrespect each other like that. You know, we can't. We, we just can't do that. I will never disrespect my my Moors for a different ideology. And I ask that you all don't keep disrespecting us that same way. We you shouldn't even use that. If you disagree, okay, it's, cool. It's let's, let's have a dialogue and a discussion. Hold on, let me finish. It, it, it's my um, my apologies. Hold, hold, it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. You know, second, my, my last point, I'm going to give three very, very quick examples. 
three very quick examples. Um, I own a brick and mortar, a brick and mortar business. And I do not in any way, shape, or form operate with the licenses or any other appendix from the state of California. I've had the agencies come inside of my own brick and mortar. I don't sell shea butter and shea butter soap. I have a, a shop where I perform customary services known as cutting hair. They have been in my shop. I've had my shop for seven years. They came in my shop three times. I stood on my square based on my aboriginal indigenous rights to the land, operation of business, and what the profit brought. All charges have dropped. All of them. I never went to court. Every time they tried to cite me out, the, the uh, layman dropped it. Every single time. Every single time. Second, when I was traveling in, in my motor conveyance, I was, my traffic, my traveling was impeded. This happened about four years ago on a Thursday, right before Memorial Day weekend. When I gave uh, my nationality card, my right to travel card, um, at that time, interesting enough, um, that I had my, uh, uh, my, my card through from Washington on me. That's what I gave them. When the um, agents who were on the scene called their supervisor out, I stated all the facts within, within law. They actually took me down to the highway patrol. They, they, the captain was highly upset that they even brought me in, and I could hear them myself talking. And he says, why didn't you just let him go? Why did you even bring him in or bring him in? Based on them telling, telling him what I said to them. Now, after that, they take me over and to uh, cite me out. When they cite me out, I sign all rights reserved. I call in because I, they were attempted to have me come in to court on my birthday. So they were attempted to practice that type of sorcery. So I'm calling in. They had given me a, uh, they had cited me out, given me a suit for traveling um, on a, with a suspended license. They gave me um, a suit for uh, driving in a carpool lane, uh, giving false identification to a police officer. Those were the, the statutes and codes. I call in on the Tuesday because Monday is Memorial Day. I call in to let them know that I'm not coming in on that Wednesday because I can't present my documents. I'm not coming. When I call in on Tuesday, I am informed there is no charges. There's no charges. There's no need for you to come here. There's no charges. All of them are, are gone. So just because someone may not know someone who has had, to, had these things work for them, we have to be careful to say that something doesn't work because in truth, in truth, if we're going to do that, we can say that the Morris Science Temple don't work because we see we in a worse predicament than we were in 1913. So what are we saying Absolutely. doesn't work? Absolutely. So what we have to do is bring the greater minds together to, to, to bring everything under an umbrella, which is where I agree with the brother, I think it was Grandma Lee and L, who said we need to start setting up businesses, but we are, you know, and setting up 
the social apparatuses um, that will get us the, the respect that we that we need. I agree, but we have to do it the right way. So, and then it's a complete fallacy in in, in respect to what uh, Brother uh, Shikwael says to say it doesn't work when you have someone like Dr. Alim on the phone telling you what's in his wallet. Telling you what's in his wallet, but then you have someone saying it doesn't work after he told you, well, this is what's in my wallet. So we have to be careful. Just because you don't know somebody who knows how to operate doesn't mean it don't work. It just means you don't know somebody who knows how to operate. And I yield to Islam. 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 Let me state this, is that um, I don't mind, you know, someone stating their opinion. However, I've gone through these particular cases myself, and I'm speaking from someone who has actually done this over the last 17 years. Um, the situation is that we say that we're going to be brought back into the constitutional fold, and if we are, as stated earlier, United States citizens, and the 14th Amendment was fully ratified, then why do we have Supreme Court case laws which states, if that is, we go on by the Constitution, and we got United States Supreme Court case laws in which that go along with the Constitution. It states that no state entity has the power to allow or deny passage on highway, byways, nor waterways, transporting his vehicle and personal property for either recreation or business, but by being subject only to local regulations, i.e., safety, caution, traffic lights, speed limit, etc. Travel is not a privilege requiring licensing, vehicle registration, or forced insurance. This is Chicago Coach versus the city of Chicago. Now, I've won in court utilizing this court case in countersuits at least 13 to 14 different times. No problem. Or either did not even have to go to, based on the fact of me sending for this information, certified mail return receipt prior to going. And the DA just simply dismissing the charges. So I can't say that it doesn't work. It has to be done in a proper procedure. And this is the thing that we have to talk about. We just can't say that it doesn't work. We have to utilize everything we have in order to make it work, especially if we're saying that we're being brought back into the constitutional fold. Then we have to utilize the information from the Constitution. Not, now, now, understand that. I think it is more so our divine constitution and bylaws that we need to go by. All right? If you're utilizing the temple structure. But if we talk about back into the family of nations, back into the constitutional fold, then our constitutional, um, um, our constitution has to co- correlate and coincide with the constitution in which that they are utilizing, which, as we know, um, that justice, um, justice Curtis was talking about the Iroquois Confederation who helped establish um, the Constitution uh, or, or, you know, the Constitution for the United States of America. We know this to be the fact that Thomas Jefferson, um, John um, Adams, as well as also um, Benjamin Franklin sat at the feet of the Iroquois and learned the science of government. And who are the Iroquois? The Iroquois are more. You know, so we, we understand that this to be the truth. All right? So we can't bypass um, the information in which that 
will bring us back to the constitutional fold. We have to use everything in which that is the truth for the matter. And it's not just the so-called sovereign citizen. This is in law. This has nothing to do with the sovereign citizen. What I just said, this is Chicago Code versus the city of Chicago. This is Supreme Court case law. I you the floor. It's, it's long. I would like to um, it's, chime in on it's that. Long. What, one second. I'm going to let you make the comment. Um, after Ooh, this I'm comment, we're going to we're going to go to. Um, okay. okay. After this comment, we're going to go back to Aline Sabir so he can make that statement, and then we're taking the callers so okay. that they okay. have some questions. That's solid. But I I, I do okay. have one more important question to ask. And I'm sure okay. that the people want to okay, know this. So, okay, so let's make your statement. Um, I don't know who it was because uh, we're talking at the same time. And okay, then hold yeah, your I'll, statement, Eileen. And then yeah, we'll let hold me your just, statement. And then after this last question, you can make that statement, Eileen, and then we're going to take callers. So in about another 10 minutes, so the, the people who are on hold, uh, we do see you. We're going to get to you in just a second. Yes, I just want to say you can't use – tactics from sovereign citizen groups and then say you're not sovereign citizens that it defies logic in my opinion i'm not it's not my intent to disrespect anybody these are the tactics of sovereign citizens filing paperwork driving with no driver's licenses um uh stating that the united states of america is some type of corporation that's filed in delaware we've actually called that delaware corporation we just laugh with us at the claim. Like all of this stuff is, is sovereign citizen uh, jargon that's being used by more. So I'm not being disrespectful if I'm saying, if I'm, if I'm pitching a baseball, I look like a pitcher. You know, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, and if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. It's not, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. Now, when people say I've done this and this work, People got to remember, I'm Sheikway L. I'm, I'm Lord Abba, right? I've been doing, I've been on the front lines of the Moorish movement, and I've been fighting against this. Aline, uh, they just blocked me like two weeks ago from Facebook. One of the very cases that he cited earlier, dealing with the United States of, in Morocco, I looked that case up. It said absolutely nothing that he said. I got testimonies from Harlem to North Carolina, like people came to me asking me, can I help them get out of this? Because they brought a package from Arlene Bay and they got this uh, paperwork or document, Washington. Again, I have printouts, mounds and mounds of information in the courts. This stuff is not recognized anywhere. And if so, for those of you that say that you utilize this information and that it works, please do us all a favor. Go on Facebook Live tomorrow. Unblock me. Add me as a friend. Go to your local state troopers, sheriffs, and police departments. Take your paperwork down there while you're live on Facebook and ask them under an intelligent tone like the prophet instructed us, can I drive without a driver's license and use this paperwork? Will you pull me over and arrest me? This way we can know. Because man knows not by being told. You can tell us anything. Yeah, I know that this works because I've done it. And I'm like, well, that's strange. Nobody else I know it works for. Only you guys? Okay, cool. So here is my challenge. My challenge is go down to the sheriffs, the state troopers, the police department with your documents and ask them, can I travel without this, doc, uh, this 
uh, paperwork? Can I operate my car, motor-driven contrivance, whatever term people want to use because they believe that certain words give the court's jurisdiction, which is, again, sovereign citizen jargon. That's where it starts at. So that we all can know that what you're saying is true. It's all about show and prove. People's lives are being ruined because of this. And with that, I yield the floor. Islam. Right. Islam. Islam. This, this is uh, Go ahead with Brother the question, Sabir. Hold on, hold on, brother. Um, we need to close that out so Sabir can uh, ask the final question, and then we'll save all further comments for uh, after we we build on this particular question. I, I just want to say we have brother uh, we have brother Ali Bay who's been trying to get on. He hasn't been able to get in. I don't I don't know how you guys unlock. Okay, him, what's his, what's his area code? He must be nine two nine. Give me the um, nine two nine. I'll bring him in right now. Islam, he's in. Okay, so go ahead with the question, Sabir. Yeah, Islam, we hear you. I'll either brother go finish asking the questions, then we're just going to go in. All right, cool. What do we risk by people just learning that they are a Moorish American from the Internet? This is going to be on uh, Sheikh Ramiel Bay. Islam. A lot, a lot. But what has become the norm uh, out of necessity? So we don't want to disrespect the way that people are having to learn. Um, What has become the norm out of necessity now needs a facelift and a transformation. Um, Because of the uh, delinquency that the legacies that were taking place inside of the Morris Science Temple um, for many years, okay, uh, which is really undisputable. For many years, you had an outgrowth of Moors who learned in various different ways. Well, what, what happened is that, that that, again, came out of necessity. What needs to happen now is that those Moors who are diligent in their studies and who really are about uplifting fallen humanity need to actually seek out and get a master teacher, someone who actually can show and prove with their own teachings. The reason why is because what we're risking is there being too many, too many people who are uh, on the Internet saying that they know how to skin a cat. And they have never even attempted to skin a cat. But they'll go and they'll say, well, there's many different ways to skin a cat, but they've never done it. And you have too many Facebook and too many Internet personalities who are claiming authority but have never, ever been put in a position by the people. You have people who are calling themselves sheiks, grand governors, grand sheiks, all these things. And taking these titles, wearing, um, you know, fezes uh, that deal with, with, with certain degrees of learning. Um, and what happens with all this, the movement is in complete disorder. And with it being in disorder, we cannot, as a people, get the respect that we need to govern to get our affairs back in order. Because, you know, again, as a, as a, as a nation, we have to be able to have a political pull. Well, you can't get political pull 
when you have these moors filing paperwork, these moors dogs now filing paperwork, these moors over here, you know, claiming homes, these moors over here dogging out claiming homes, it's just too much. And what we see right now is the very nature of what we risk. We risk complete disaccord and, and the fact that it's leading us to getting no respect and leads to people, I think uh, Sheikh Wael was alluding uh, or alluded to this in his last statement, saying that you have people whose lives are on the risk, whose lives are at risk for this thing, their livelihoods. Well, this is what happens because now we need to bring it back into accord. So all those who do know need to stop arguing and need to actually come and build on one accord so that we can get rid of all of the Internet and, and YouTube scholars that have no scholarship basis at all. Islam, are you at the floor? Islam. Uh, yeah, Islam, I, I would like to respond. Go ahead, brother. Okay, yeah. First, let me, let me speak for myself real quick. Um, my scholarship is out there for the world to see. Um, I have several papers published on academia.edu. I have several books published as well. Um, I'm hearing a very bad echo. Yeah, I have several books published. I am peer-reviewed by actual academics. So when Prophet Noble Drew Ali says to extend the learning and the truth of the great Prophet Ali, I have gone over and above in that regard. I was made a sheik in 2012 by Haru Renisiel. I was giving my, giving my sheik credentials. I've done public lectures uh, from Dallas, Texas to uh, Harlem, New York, uh, Athens, Georgia. I mean, I've, I've, and I do teach online. I teach wherever I can, wherever the people can be reached. So I don't know if that was a shot at me because, you know, that has been a claim for years. Islam, Islam, people, for clarity's sake. No, it's, it's Islam, Islam. I, I, I got a grand shake. I'm going to answer that. It's long. I just, I just have uh, questions here, and all I'm mm. doing, it's not a shot at you. Oh, I mean, no, not the question. you feel offended by that, that's something that you have to deal with. But I'm just, getting the, I'm just uh, giving you the questions, good brother. It's long. Let's, let's I was, I'm not uh, offended by the question, beloved. I'm not offended by anything, that. actually. I'm just correcting what I, uh, uh, the answer, which I felt that was in part um, levied towards me. That's all. It's, it's nothing. Now, in order Islam, for us to... Islam, Islam. Now, in order for us to get things on one accord, you can't say... Now, Noble Drew Ali demonstrated politics. We have... He's the standard bearer. So if Noble Drew Ali registered 3,000 Muslims in Chicago, 10,000 in Illinois proper, according to some accounts. And we're saying, look, we need to get back into the political spectrum. And you're saying, well, you know, I'm standing on some sovereign aboriginal, I'll take sovereign out if it's offensive, aboriginal indigenous status. Aboriginal and, and indigenous are anthropological terms. These are not national designations. We once came over here to the United States of America. The people that are called Native Americans once came over here. The Europeans have been over here. The Spaniards have been over here since the 1500s. Like we have to be real and understand that we're living in a government that is not some corporation. And if we're not going to have a debate 
because the d- debate needs to be had. Because if I'm saying one thing and you're saying something different and we got somebody in the middle uh, listening to both of us, we may both sound good to that individual. This is why I always back up what I teach. I don't go to sovereignty or sovereign citizen or conspiracy theory websites. If I say the 14th Amendment is a law and it was ratified, for instance, I pull up the congressional records that are on the Library of Congress's website and show and prove. I don't go to a bunch of conspiracy theory websites for confirmation bias. So if I'm showing this to you and then you go back and still say, oh, no, the 14th Amendment wasn't ratified and then try to use Prophet Noble Drew Ali, who never said that. If we understand in context, he said it wasn't necessary for our salvation. Justice Curtis, the dissenter, and Dred Scott proved this. Why? Because we were citizens from day one. So now let's go to what the records state. And that's all we have to do. Don't quote Supreme Court cases out of context. I've looked up every one of them cases. Me, my brother Ali Bay, my brother Zachary Grimion, we looked up just about every one of these cases about driver's licenses, and we laughed because all of this stuff was just taken up. Uh, Wheeler versus Pennsylvania was about uh, peddler's licenses. It wasn't about driver's licenses. So they would draw up the document and state a, a license is not necessary surrounded by a bunch of text talking about the driver's license. But when you go back and read Wheeler versus Pennsylvania, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm citing the wrong case, my brothers, but if you go back and read Wheeler versus Pennsylvania, it is talking about some Jehovah Witnesses that were trying to sell their religious literature. That's, that's what it was talking about. And that they, mm-hmm. the state couldn't force them to have a license to, because they were religious. But yet these people are taking this stuff out of context and feeding it to people and people are buying it because they sound good. I don't say, I must not sound good enough, but all I have is the fact that's, I can show you better than I can tell you anything. And with that, I yield the floor. Yes, indeed. Islam. 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 I just wanted, I just wanted to add on to that. Um, just to, just to reinforce what the brother is saying. From my studies, and I, I try to be very meticulous and put together actual pieces that people can refer back to using the actual links, links to cases that people are taking pieces from. So I often, when I put my pieces together, you know, people can go to my Facebook page as well and see the actual pieces that I put together. I always make a habit of linking people to the actual cases themselves so you can read the entire case. One of the main problems that the brother's talking about that I've also witnessed myself is that people take these cases out of context, purposely so, because they're trying to make a point. They're trying to make the point that you can use your automobiles on these roadways without licenses from the state. Because granted, listen, we're all upset about the things that are done to our people in this country, the injustices that our people face have been facing for a very long time. I understand it. I understand where the sentiment is coming from. I understand why our people feel the way they do about the Europeans and the way they've been treating our folks and the things we face. But at the same time, if we're going to be taking the perspective, dealing with things uh, from, from the letter of the law, what it's actually saying, but well, then you got to be honest about it. There's no Supreme Court case 
that says you can drive without a license. And the reason that the Supreme Court doesn't say that is because of the principle of federalism, because of the fact that the states are autonomous, meaning they can self-govern. This is guaranteed by the Tenth Amendment. I always tell people, when you want to understand how it is that the states have the authority to govern, to enact legislation, to enforce the legislation, there are three things you need to understand. Federalism. Understand the principle of federalism. Understand the purpose of the Tenth Amendment. And understand what the police powers of the state are, what it entails. All of those things, if you understand those three things in proper context, then you'll understand how it is that every single state, based on the Constitution, the legislation that they are, and then enforce it. Motor vehicle laws are actual laws enacted by the state legislatures, which are representative of the people, the constituency who vote them into office to specifically act on their behalf. Every motor vehicle law is valid law and it is constitutional. If it's not constitutional, it is the job of the citizenry to challenge the constitutionality of any law to either have it amended or repealed altogether. So if you're not doing that, you're not doing your job. You're not doing your job. If you really are concerned about the motor vehicle laws and whether or not they're violating your rights in this country, then you will do your job. We talk about civics. Civics is the branch of political science that deals with the rights and responsibilities of citizenship. So if the prophet was right, if you don't think he was lying and that we are citizens of this government, then it is your job, your civic duty, your responsibility to challenge the constitutionality of the motor vehicle laws properly to either have them repealed or amended. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Driving around without a license does nothing to change the state laws, nothing. And at the end of the day, all you're doing is putting yourself, your family members, and anybody else that you're influencing to do the same in harm's way. It's that simple. We're grown men. We have to look at this thing with real eyeballs. We're grown men. We can't continue to do this childish kind of stuff. The stuff we're talking about doing here, driving around without a license, when we know good and damn well that that's not what you're supposed to be doing and that you're really asking for trouble doing it, you know good and damn well that that's not what you're supposed to be doing and that's not what you're supposed to be teaching people to do. You're a man. You're not going to teach your kid to do that. Any responsible man is not going to teach his young daughter to go out there and use some damn travel card and get all get all jammed up with the police. Nobody in their right mind is going to do that. Okay, your job is to protect your family. Your job as a man is to create cohesive families, productive members of this society. Either you're going to be a productive member of this society, or you're going to leave this society. If you're not going to leave this society, you don't want to be productive. You're going to you're going to instigate a civil war. You're going to do something. But the fact of the matter is, this country is what it is, the government is what it is, the state governments have the authority to do what they got to do. There's nothing you can do about it by driving around with no license. You can't change it. You got to be real about it. Not that way you ain't going to change it. If you want to change it, get into office. If you want to change it, get into office. I'm just... Uh, okay, I'm just trying to inject some some, no, some no, realism because we, I know the argument. No, 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 Islam, brother, Islam. 
what I'm saying is that you've been talking for about five minutes. We got to move on because we have to get callers. That that that's the reason. So well, I'll just say this um, one last. Let me just say this one last thing. Though. You got to make it really really quick, real quick. We have to make it real quick because we got to take the callers. We've been holding them up. Okay. There's there are some case laws that speak specifically specifically to the issue of licensing, registration, and insurance. Actual Supreme Court cases. Actual Supreme Court cases. And this, these issues have been uh, uh, settled since at least the year 1915. I can give you the cases. One of the cases is Hendrick. is the case of Hendrick versus Maryland. Very, very specific to the issue of licensing, registration, insurance. Another case is the case of Hess versus Pulaski. United States Supreme Court case in 1927. This is how long this stuff has been settled, dealing with the issue of federalism. When you understand federalism, you'll understand why these cases are saying what they're saying. The third case is the case of Reitz versus Milley. This case was decided in 1941. Get the case. Read it. You will see why exactly the states have the right to do what they do. Now, if you don't understand that, then that's on you. You can move on. Islam, brother Sabir, are you still there? I'm still here. I can. T- okay, uh, so we'll start some- taking call. We'll start uh, taking calls now. Islam, I'm gonna bring in area code nine one six. Or if you have any any questions, um, go ahead and push one. Also, we're probably going to run a little bit over time. Uh, if you're on the computer or on any chat line, you need to call in because right when it strikes. Um, in about 12 minutes, it's going to cut you off on the computer. So you need to call in so that you can hear the rest of the uh, the dialogue at 347-326-9139, 347-326-9139. Um, actually, before we do, uh, Brother Arlene, did you want to make that statement that you were holding while I bring in uh, the caller? Yes. Well, um, Shuttleworth versus Birmingham um, court case. This was 1969, so obviously it wasn't settled because the United States Supreme Court stated that no license necessary to drive automobiles on the public highways, and no license is necessary. So, I mean, if this Can you repeat they, that case, brother, please? I, I got it, brother. I got it. Shuttleworth versus, versus Birmingham. Birmingham. Say it again? Right. Shuttleworth versus Birmingham. And also the statutes at California. For twelve, page eighty-three, um, in which that um, the brother lived there in California, and this is obviously what he also used. And it says highways are for the use of travel in public, and all have the right to use them for in reasonable and proper manner. Um, the use thereof is an unalienable constitutional right, meaning to right protected by the law, by the Constitution. So right. I don't disagree Those- with what you said. I understand. Yes, we have to be responsible, but we also have to know the truth of the matter so we can make those who are supposed to know um, and take their oath to the Constitution. We have to be able to make them, we have to enforce it. Otherwise, how can we be more to the Constitution before? It just doesn't make sense. Hold on, Islam, let them finish. Accept the privileges in which that we have gotten, and that's it. Oh, very quickly, and he's right. Uh, Islam, hold on, Islam, 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 Islam. 
we're going to take the call. And the only reason I leaned focused because he was holding the comment from earlier that I said we would take before the first caller. So I'm sure a caller is about to ask a question that makes what you're about to say relevant so you can add it in there. But we have to get to the callers right quick because they got to get their uh, make sure they get their questions. Um, can can I just take I'm going to bring in to say something? No, 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 just no, no, seconds. no, 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 because that's it. No more, no more. No, no. Nine one. We're going to bring in nine one six two zero one, area code nine one six with the exchange two zero one. Islam. Islam nine one six exchange two zero one. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, area code nine one six with the exchange five nine nine. Area code. Nine one six with the exchange five nine nine. Turn down turn down your computer, please. Turn down the computer. Islam. Islam. That's great. Islam. Another night. And I'm uh Hakeen L Bay, Northwest Lexington, California Territory. Um one I just like I'm hearing about driving without driver's license and uh, that we have to abide by the state statutes and stuff. I'm kind of lost in one, the definition of a driver. Uh, How does that uh, relate to the natural person of the land? And then two, um, I hear about the name proclamation and judiciary to notice about putting them on public record or not putting them on public record and stuff. I am 62 years of age. All my life, I've been calling myself first Negro and black. Because when I was uh, brought into this world, I was Negro or black. And then now they graduated to African American. And so I've been signing all these papers, all these contracts, and saying that I'm one of those two. So the question is, pulled into one of their venues, and I walk in there saying I'm a Moorish American just because I said it, but they got all this paperwork of me all through my years on this earth saying I'm Negro and black. How do I correct that? And I yield the floor. Islam, Brother Ali Bay, you want to take it first since it alludes to what you were going to go into in the first place? Yes, yes. Real, real quick, I'm not going to take long. Um, I just wanted to address the Shuttlesworth versus Birmingham case that he mentioned. Um, Shuttlesworth versus Birmingham was a 1969 Supreme Court case pertaining to a so-called Negro minister who helped lead 52 Negroes in an orderly civil rights march in Birmingham, Alabama in 1963. He was arrested and convicted for violating 1159 of the city's general code which was an ordinance which proscribes participating in any parade or procession on city streets or public ways without first obtaining a permit from the city commission. That's what that case was about. had absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the state's authority to institute motor vehicle laws or require driver's licenses. Now, to the brother's question about how do you define a driver, Every state statute pertaining to that gives you the definition of what a driver is. 
Every state has the definition of a driver. You don't go to the federal laws to find out the definition of a driver. You don't go to the Black's Law Dictionary. The primary legal authority is the state statute. You have to go to the governing body of law. The state statutes implemented by the state legislature or general assembly is where you go to seek the primary legal authority. Inside of the state statutes, in the words and phrases, you will find the definition of a driver or an operator of a motor vehicle. Every single state has it. That's where you go. If you know how to do proper legal research, you understand what primary legal authority is. Your state statutes, the case laws, and then your state constitution as well. The federal laws come later, but the federal laws don't govern the state roads. The states have the autonomy to do it. This is the point. You have to understand federalism. I'll, I'll yield the floor. Islam, this is Brother. Um, go ahead, good brother. Islam, if I could speak to that, what the brother said, you know, real quick. And really, you know, I, I just like to speak to logic, if you will. And, you know, my point is this. Brother, brother said something about, uh, you know, talking about the YouTube and the YouTube scholars and how can we get this. I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is in regards to the brother's question. You know, this whole Internet uh, YouTube scholar demonstration, you know, it, it has been disastrous, if you will, to the whole Moorish movement. If somebody said something, I don't know who it was, they said uh, uh, that, you know, um, we have to come up under something about one master teacher, uh, if you will. But the bottom line is this. I'm, 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 I'm going to bypass that. The bottom line is this. Moors are worrying about all the wrong things. Everybody come to this country, and even the people here are producing economies scale for themselves and their people. Right. And basically what you have, and I'm going to tell you, I was a grand sheik in the Morris Science Temple. I'm not a member no more. Somebody said something in regard to, uh, the you know, it being deficient, and I agree with that. That's why we have the Morris Science Society, because we're progressive now. But the bottom line is that when you look at the people who adhere to these things, they, we're talking about people who, who need to basically learn how to take care of themselves. They got people who believe in this driver's license, no drivers, don't have skills, can't take care of themselves, their families, if you will. We're talking about people on the lowest part of the economic scale that they need to profit noble drew he talked about finance he talked about starting businesses and, and getting education and so on and so forth you know the, and and, I, and i'm not making a generalization because i've been around this as long as some of you have been around and you i mean i don't know if you remember me uh dr eileen bay but you know a lot of my information i think is on your website. I'm the brother that published a book called African Origins of yes. Freemasonry before I was even yes. in the Morris yes. Science Temple. Now, yes, I remember. you know, yes. what well, Islam, brother, I, I appreciate you. I remember you came down here, too, and uh, for a lecture, but I had missed you. But, you know, the, the bottom line is this. 
Everybody come, nobody worrying about fighting this man over a driver's license. People coming around this demonstration, getting paid. I think Eileen said they're buying gas stations. They do none of that stuff ties into worrying about a two thousand three, even a thirty thousand dollar car on the road. We are worrying about the wrong things, brothers and sisters. We need to start building something. Proof is in the pudding. So basically, we losing. Let's just hypothetically say, and I'm I'm putting emphasis on hypothetically. Let's just hypothetically say we had a driver's license problem or a driver's license issue. All of the other progressive, so-called minorities, nobody worrying about that except the population of people called Morris Americans and uh, uh, who adhere to that body of knowledge. So, I mean, I, I found problems. Okay, what about the driver? We weren't we worrying about the wrong thing. We putting the cart before the horse, if you will, in, in dealing with these issues. And I, that's why I said I wanted to speak to, to, uh, to logic, filing paperwork. And I know, I remember people in my temple and I was telling them not to do it more, and they was doing stuff anyway. And I personally, bro, you worry about the wrong thing, bro. Didn't the temple just pay to keep your lights on? You 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 filing papers, but then you begging me to pay your light bill. So I mean, I have problems with that character, and that's why you know I made in my in my tightness around this whole thing make uh, statements in regards to people's character who listen to that knowledge. You know, and, and, and I, I'm, I don't mean to insult anyone because I have to look at you as an individual and as a human being, and if you being an upright, true, fearless, and productive, more. Now, I'm not saying ain't nobody on this line is, but they got a lot of people out there listening to you, brothers, and all of their priorities is messed up. And with that, I yield the floor. Islam, uh, I just want to directly answer um, a question, to answer the question, um, and I want to read an excerpt because when we're talking about the superiority, um, what's on top, what's after, what's on bottom of laws, um, it's not correct to say that the states um, are completely uh, autonomous and uh, superior to uh, the federal, and I know I'm, I'm, that's not exactly how it was said, but that's what it alluded to. Um, so I just want to clear that up, and I'm going to read um, Article 6 uh, of the Constitution, uh, and it says, all debts contracted and engagement, engagement entered into before the adoption of this Constitution shall be as valid against the United States under this Constitution as under the Confederation. This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land. And the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Anything in the Constitution or laws of any state, to the contrary, notwithstanding. So although the states are empowered to make laws and codes and statutes 
Understanding that a code and a statute is not a law, even in, in the law dictionary, it tells you that. They have to be in agreement with the Constitution, and I completely agree. I'm 100% in agreement that the Moors are concentrating on the wrong things a lot of times. I completely concur with that. But the reason that the Moors are concentrating on these small things is because this, we're getting Moors who are trying to correct their character, and they're coming in, and they're so messed up in, in many directions, so they're trying to find a cure. So we can't necessarily blame those who are just coming in when they're trying to grasp for straws. What we have to do, and this is why I say that, I didn't say that everyone needs to be up under one master teacher. What I said is that everyone needs to be up under an uh, approved master teacher who can actually help and show on the way and versus learning, reading a couple of books, getting on the Internet, and claiming yourself authority. That's what I said. But the Moors are coming in, male and female, and they're having a lot of issues. And that's why they're having to deal with driver's license issues. We know for a fact, for a fact, that the, the way that these things are being conducted is not lawful and it's senseless. You know, they're, you're, they're putting contracts and suits on people for basically nothing. And then people, of course, are tired of it. So, of course, people are trying to find ways to fight. It's just common sense. You're telling, you know, they want to tell you that um, missing a light, running a light is worth 500 notes, that you may work a whole week to make. That makes no sense. Where I do differ is that I'm going to say that Moors need to be concentrating on filing lawsuits together versus individually, because I do agree that we have to start changing these things, and the way to change it is to hit them in their pockets. You, you should not be able to um, uh, extrapolate these type of finances for people for such petty measures. There's no lawful court um, that stands, you know, for, for these things. So, yes, we have to do something about it, but that requires, that goes back to the question of what we're losing by everyone claiming authority because they're on YouTube. And this goes back to what I'm saying where we have to get together and be able to sit down and dialogue so that we can come together, so that we can stop the bleeding and the pillaging of our people that's taking place. Because if we can't even agree that there's pillaging being taken, taking place, then, then we can never agree on anything. If anyone thinks the condition of our people is good and all these, these uh, uh, things that are going on is okay, then they're crazy. People aren't fighting driver's license issues because they want to. They have to. So if you don't want them to have to, Yes, we have to start businesses, but you have to be starting those businesses. We have to be doing those things. So with, and uh, if, if your question wasn't answered, the second part, because I don't remember what the second part was, I can ask it again, and then we'll move on to the next caller after someone, um, you know, answers it. You know, answers it. Yeah, Islam, um, I would like for my brother Ali Bey to respond to that because, you know, he spoke about uh, the state and federal, and my brother was, was misquoted, so I would love for him to come in and just kind of correct that real quick. Well, Islam, hold on. Before you do, uh, because you, you can cor correct that, um, Hakeem, if you're still there, I just want to make sure that the second part of his question is clarified and known. I don't think it got answered. Yes, what I was, uh, what I was asking was, you know, since all my life, I've been running around signing these contracts, 
papers and stuff saying I'm Negro, Black, or African American. And then if I happen to be forced into one of their venues and I'm walking in there saying that I'm a Moorish American, but they got all this proof that I've been saying I'm, I'm one of those persons, how do we correct our status? And put it on, and for them to know that I'm not that same person that I've been claiming for the last 62 years, I yield the floor. I can answer that if you don't mind. This is Ali B. Well, here's the thing. Um, Jay-Z had a saying where he said, we don't believe you, you need more people, right? This isn't one of his songs. The problem is, is that the majority of our people in this country identify as black Christians or African-Americans, whatever. At the end of the day, they're going to go by what the majority of the people saying that they are. Not the few, but the majority. So the majority of our people claim to be black and claim to be Christian, so they're going to assume that the majority of that that's what our people are by default. So it's not necessarily what you're putting on paper to try to convince Europeans, because at the end of the day, this is really what we're talking about. We're trying to convince Europeans that we're something other than black Negroes or coloreds. But what we got to really take into consideration is that, why, number one, why are we so concerned with convincing Europeans that we're not black Negroes and coloreds? That's number one. We know what we are. We know what we're not. Why do we have to go through so much just to try to convince them? Why is it so important what they think about who we actually are? We are you, be, your, be who you are. Whatever it is that you believe that you are, be that. Be that. Live that. Okay? It's not about filing papers with, with any, of the, any of the entities that we think are fraudulent entities anyway. We, 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 we feel like the government... We feel like it's a colonial government. It's a fraudulent government. They usurp. They, you know, they, they, they're de facto in all of these different things. It's a corporation. So what difference, what difference does it make if you file in papers with some fraudulent corporation that ain't real in the first place? It doesn't make a difference. You know who you are. You know that you're not a Negro or black or colored. So to me, you got a question. Why are you so concerned with what they're thinking about you anyway? That's number one. Number two, it's a social it's a social classification. It's not no legal status to call yourself black. The reason you know it's not a legal status is because there's no legal ramifications for not calling yourself black. If it was a legal issue, for you to start calling yourself African American would have caused legal problems for you. But it didn't. Okay? You was e- it was easy for our people to move from Negro uh, uh, to black into African American. There's there's never been any legal backlash for people calling themselves African Americans or Moorish Americans or anything. So you know that black is not a legal status at this point in time. It's a social status. It's a social status. Social classification. It's a social classification, and who, and then all that means is that's the way Europeans or that's the way society views them. As black people, that's the way our people view us. As we view ourselves as black people, but I don't think that's something that we really need to get caught up in. Um, to the to the point the brother made about uh, about the states having more authority than the federal government. I didn't say that. What I was saying is that the states retain a degree of autonomy, which is guaranteed through the Tenth Amendment. That means that they can govern themselves. That means they have the right to enact legislation. Driving on the state roads, all of that is governed by state law, not federal law. It's governed by state law. So when I said 
primary sources of legal authority as it pertains to the issue of the governance of the roads are the state statutes. Statutes are, in fact, laws. You say that it's not in the law dictionary. I beg to differ. Go to your law dictionary. Read the definition of statute on the air. Read it in its entirety. Guarantee you're going to find out that it says, in fact, it is a law. Ordinances are laws enacted by city governments. Codes are a compilation of the statutes at large enacted by the Congress. These are laws. These are bodies of law that govern various aspects of our life in this country. Statutes are, in fact, laws. You can look at it. Go to the etymology of the word statute to tell you it's a law. That's what it means if you go to the etymology, law. So, no, I didn't say that. It's being taken out of context. What I did say was that states are autonomous in that they are able to govern and enact legislation and enforce the legislation. Yes, it has to be in accordance with the federal constitution. I didn't say it didn't have to be. But when it comes to motor vehicle laws, the primary legal authority is the state statute. It's just the bottom line. We can't change the system of government. We can't change how this thing is set up. This is how it's set up. Islam, are you are you uh, good brother? Yes, indeed. Okay. I did. Did anyone else want to um, add to that before I say anything? Okay. Um, what I would tell anyone to do, uh, whenever you're looking at um, definition, never take anything for granted in any definition. And if you read, um, like Ali uh, just said, if you if you read, you're going to bump into uh, law, you're going to bump into the word city, you're going to bump into those things. It's your job to then continue to define the words that the definition is used. If you define the words that the definition is used, the moment that you see the word city, you're going, to, you're going to define that, and you're going to find that a city is a municipal corporation, which goes back to the fact that it's a corporation. So then you're going to keep, you know, you're going to keep defining the words, and that's how it's going to open up exactly what's being said and how you are to take and deal with that definition. You can't just stop at defining the one word. You define the words within the definition, and that will help. Um, but I don't think uh, that the, the question as to how uh, or is one to declare nationality was really answered. And so I'll expand on that, and hopefully someone else will also, um, because that is the major question. From what my teachers have taught me and what I also teach, and, and know to be the way to correct contracts and to correct obligations is that you have to put all enti- the entities on notice of a change. You cannot just sit in your front room and change something because you say it's changed. It just doesn't work that way. So although some may not agree that you have to send out some sort of paperwork, even if you go to resolution 75 and Resolution 1202 uh, that was in 1933 um, in, in Philadelphia, where there was a resolution passed on the floor that recognized the use um, recognized the use of the L and Bay, 
And so that resolution you can find by, you know, looking at resolution, 75 resolutions, 1202 in 1933. So even then at that time, there were things uh, – mechanisms put in place because the Moors wanted to make sure that the uh, body of, of nationals or members were protected. But we correct that through government. We correct that through our government. And, and so we have to get together in different pockets and form the Juro Society itself, which is, you know, part of what um, the prophet has left us to do and what was beginning to be done then. You have to be setting up um, drill societies in your own area to govern your own Moorish affairs. And then though your visor or visor is supposed to have a relationship with these other entities, so the Moors are not supposed to have to necessarily go to the clerk themselves one by one. That should be happening through your temple or, or your, um, your government within your area in order to correct the status. But then even within that government, within the area, there has to be certain mechanisms put in place for that to be recognized. And you see it happening. All we have to do is be willing to study what other little, um, little uh, nations or tribe or groups of people who come here do. They form their own common law courts. You can find them in every city. Asians don't necessarily sue Asians in these tribunals. They have common law courts where they deal with their own stuff, and they generally are not interfered with. They even put one on TV about five years ago on the Greek. It was a Greek um, show where they were claiming to be um, uh, uh, gypsies. I forgot, being gypsy or something like that. But they showed the common law court there. And the fact that they had one that governed their own affairs, and they were not bothered. They never went to another, the, um, uh, the other agencies to govern their affairs. We have to learn to do that too. And that becomes the, the work that I promote the most is the true work of nation building from a ground level, um, and that's how we really are going to be able to correct uh, these issues, Islam. Islam, Islam, I would like to... I want to read for the, I, I just got to say, beloved, with all due respect, and I, and I seriously mean that, I disagree with everything that you just said, with all due respect. I want to take people okay. into, yeah, I want to take people into Black's Law Dictionary. I have the fifth, fifth edition, and I'm at the definition for corporation, right? And it gets into the definition, and then it gets into the classification of corporation. So I want to read. According to the accepted definitions and rules, corporations are classified as follows. Public and private. A public corporation is one created by the state for political purposes and to act as an agency in the administration of civil government, generally within a particular territory or subdivision of the state and usually invested for that purpose with the subordinate and local powers of legislation, such as a county, city, town, or school district. These are also sometimes called political corporations. And then it says, see, municipal corporations. The next classification is private corporations. It says for private corporations, private corporations are those founded by 
and composed of private individuals for private purposes as distinguished from governmental purposes and having no political or governmental franchises or duties. So the essence of the term corporation is corpus. It just means a body of men, basically. The Black's Law Dictionary is defining that a, a municipality, a city, a town, or a township is not a corporation that is established privately for some business purpose, yet it has the power to enact legislation. Codes, statutes, ordinances, these are all laws that are enacted by the legislative bodies of the cities, the townships, the states, etc. So we can't continue to say that these cities are municipal corporations and then use corporation as a boogeyman word without understanding the context in which corporation is being used. And in the case of a city or a municipal corporation, it means a governmental entity. So, and I'm glad we're having this show, beloved, because we get a chance to educate each other on, on certain things and I pray a law that anybody that has their Black's Law Dictionary go to corporation and read it in its entirety so you can understand it. It's not my job to try to think for you or lead you into thinking something that, you know, that's not in, in full context. That's why I wanted to come on and read that for you. Islam, I yield the floor. Islam, um, to just go back um, for a brief when we're looking at corporation, as we're looking at the definition, you also need to tie the history back. When the colonizers first came here, they came here as limited liability corporations, which anytime you see corporation, you're dealing with commerce, period. There's no need in any way, shape, or form to call a government a corporation. There's just no need for it. Okay, there's no need. You can just simply say uh, tribal government state government. It does not need to be corporation unless it's dealing with finance. Corporation itself deals with only finance, and it can. It, it, it's and wrong. I, and a, hold on. It's wrong. I, I just want to, love, okay, go ahead, brother. I don't mean to cut you. I'm just trying okay. to gain, because what you're saying doesn't match up with the definition. So let me, okay. I'm going to bring okay, it go home. Ahead, beloved. Go ahead. So what my point is, anyway. When you're dealing with a corporation, any corporation, whether it's 24-hour fitness, whether it's the Exxon Corporation, they have what's going to be called their employee handbook. That employee handbook is the same as your statutes and code. It governs the corporation and the employees, i.e. citizens, of that corporation. It's the same thing. The only difference is, is within the city or state structure, it has a wider range of governance. That's the only difference. But you have to go back all the way to when the colonizers first came here because they came here as corporations to do business. Now, those corporations, um, such as the Virginia Company, I think the uh, Paris something company, they end up becoming the, go the government of Massachusetts and many of the uh, original 13 colonies. 
So there's a history of what it is, and, and so we have to, although we're defining a word, we have to talk about the history to show how that colonial uh, pursuit has continued on. It hasn't changed. And so the only thing that's being done in that is to put that corporation, whether you want to call it a city or state or whatever, is to put them on notice of a change. And if we wouldn't and shouldn't be worried about it, then why was Prophet Noah Drew Ali worried about it? He was very much worried about us being black, Negro, colored, colored or Ethiopian. And so we, why would we not be worried about it and want to make sure that um, we put them on notice? The prophet went and got our flag back. That was putting them on notice. So the prophet put them on notice, slightly differently than what we're doing because we're in a different day and time, and many of the things that he did now we no longer have to do. But the prophet put them on notice. Definitely, definitely. I yield the floor. Islam. Okay, first I want to I want to get into the claim about the colonies that came over. It is true that the colonies came over here to this landmass as as companies. The Plymouth Company was one, and I believe the other one was called the Virginia Company. This is an actual fact. And while here, they decided that they were going to form themselves their own government. And this was what the uh, Revolutionary War was about. This is what the Boston Tea Party, like this is what it was about. It was about forming a government, a government that was different from the government that they, that they were accustomed to uh, in, in England. So in that sense, yeah, that's correct. But to say that they came over here and as colonies and that they continued on this corporate charter, if you will, of King um, uh, what's his name, King James the First? That's just not that's not factual, beloved. And again, the definition of corporation uh, is it's being used out of context in the Black's Law Dictionary. We can't say if you use the term corporation that it's only for business and finance. When the Black's Law Dictionary, the, the book that we're reading out of through the whole show, is saying that there's two classifications. Of a corporation, that, that's we can't do that, beloved. That's just—I I don't think that that's fair to us, and I don't think that's fair to the listeners to say that the well, definition in the that. law dictionary, the, the, the definition in the law dictionary, is not right and exact because I don't want it to be right and exact. Islam, I'm not saying it's not right and exact. What I said is that one, it, it, it tells you what I said is that the the, the uh, governmental corporation just has a wider venue. It's basically saying that they're the same thing. Basically, one has a wider venue, one has a more narrow venue, private and private. That, that's the differentiator, the differentiation. What I said is that as you read those definitions, that everyone needs to be understanding the history of, of what the corporation and why they were corporations themselves. You need to know about those companies that came over under, and it was actually King, uh, King George I. And then eventually the war against King George I uh, becomes the, the uh, uh, revolution, okay? So we, you have to know the history. Then when you read the definition, you can trace it back and you can see the common chord. That's my point. You know, you know the definition, but you also know the historical context of where it's coming from. And that's going to give the clarity that everyone needs. Um, what I want to do is uh, bring in Area code four one nine. 
want to mute you, but I came and bring in area code 419 so we can get out of here before this show because it'll cut us off after a certain while. It just all of a sudden just uh, just uh, cut the cord off. So let me get in this last call, the area code 419, um, exchange 297, area code 419, exchange 297, Islam. 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 Islam, brother. Islam, it's brother Dan Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I was just um just listening to the call and um you know, a lot of the same subjects coming up. Um I think that, you know, in regard to you know, us being corporations or 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 rather the government's being corporations, I think that your brother is right on. You know, in the standpoint that, you know, we're using it as a boogeyman word. You know, a lot of people are using these terms as boogeyman words. And at the end of the day, most governments consider themselves corporations. They have the force of law. And, you know, as as citizens in the government, you know, the prophet instructed us to go ahead and um, and become a part of the government by casting our votes and becoming productive citizens. So, you know, I was just listening in to see what the discussion was, and, you know, I think that um, some valid points are being uh, touched on. But, you know, um, I think that there's also, you know, a lot of times where we have a lot of different organizations that are being established, you know, with no necessary need. You know, I think that, you know, if people who are interested, truly interested, you know, followers of the prophet or, or espouse being Moorish American, I think that they should truly look into the organizations that the prophet established instead of creating their own so that they can remain, you know, the head of their own little groups. We should be able to come together on, on the basis of at least the fact that we can, as a political unit, vote together. And, you know, and I wanted to know what what are you, what all the different stakeholders at the table now, what are your thoughts on, on something like that? You know, coming together on a common basis to at least be able to uh, to establish our voting blocks together and things like that. Islam, this obviously if you don't mind. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. No problem. Go ahead. I think um, that for specific purposes, we should. I think it's in our best interest to come together. Um, and, and form voting blocks and so forth. However, that doesn't mean we all need to be in the same organization. Um, that doesn't mean that the more Science Temple can fulfill all the needs of our people. I don't, I don't believe that. I think that there are a lot of things that need to be done on behalf of our folks in this country. And I don't know that the more Science Temple is qualified or has the the, the people in it qualified to handle all of the different things that need to be done. There's no there's no body of attorneys inside of inside of the Morris Science Temple that I know of. Our people oftentimes need legal representation. There's not a body of uh, physicians inside it. So it, it goes on and on and on. We can think of all kinds so of you're things saying that, that our be? people need. It, it, it would be great if it was. But, but we've been here. This this organization has been in, 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 been in, uh, been around since 1913. So we're over 100 years old. So you got to start asking yourself, when? If it's going to happen, when? 
When? It's, it's over 100 years now. When? Who's going to do it? Does anybody that's in there show any interest in doing it? I remember when I was a member of Ali's Men, I suggested that it, that Ali's Men take up the torch in pushing that every member of the Morris Science Temple of America take a political science class because we are very much concerned with the issues of government, the science of government. So you learn the science of government by taking political science. Have that, has that been done? No, hasn't been done. Hasn't been done. People pretend to be lawyers. They pretend to be attorneys and jurists, doctors, and all, all of these different things, but nobody's really taking the measures to go ahead and do the work that it takes to get qualified in these areas. We're over 100 years old. When is it going to happen? My instinct tells me it's not going to happen based on precedent. It's not going to happen. The drive is not there. So people are going to have to do these things on their own, on the outside, until unless it changed from the inside. And me personally, I have no interest in changing what's going on in the inside of that organization. Facts. It's not my job. Islam, so um, are you? do you believe that Noble Drali is a prophet? Yes, indeed. But that okay. has nothing. But see, what I'm saying is, the membership are not the prophet. The membership is the membership. The prophet came, and he's not here anymore. So it's the job of the members to carry the torch and to advance the organization past where he was. That organization has not moved past where that man left it. Islam, let me ask you a question, man. So uh, you bring up some good points. You say that um, it's your observation that it hasn't went anywhere because there's people, you know, essentially there's no no qualification, you know, among the members of the Morris Science Temple of America to take it to the next level. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And so you obviously, by making that a statement, you feel like you're at least a little bit more qualified to see what what is needed or what is lacking, right? I can see what's lacking. I think anybody who can okay. see can see what's lacking. Okay, so if you feel like you see what is lacking and you believe that Noah Drowley is a prophet, then my question would be, why wouldn't you step up and take your place? I am taking my place. You know, but you I'm just wouldn't do place? it, and you just wouldn't do it in the no. Morris Science Temple of America. No, 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 no. No, I wouldn't waste my time because I'm going to be honest with you. This is no disrespect. I would not waste my time joining that organization. I see what it is, where it's going, where it hasn't gone, and from where I see it, it's not going anywhere. I wouldn't waste my time. The wisdom that that man brought, and I would apply it to myself and my family, because I understand that every nation is built upon families. So strengthen the family. That's the wisdom I get out of that. Strengthen myself, my family. Be what it is that I'm supposed to be. Live the life that I'm supposed to live. Instill these principles and these values in my children. Raise them up in the way that they're supposed to go so they won't depart when they get older. And teach that to their kids. Teach it to the people in the neighborhoods. Teach it to the people in the communities and make it move on. If we're trying to build a nation, that's what you do. I am not interested in building that organization up. The people in there are either going to do it or they're not. Mm. 
Yeah, my my personal view on that is that uh, you know it's like if we're expecting everyone else to do something, you know, and we say that we got the qualifications or we can see what they're not doing, how would you how would you expect anything to happen if, if you feel like you're qualified, but you're well, not going to step up to help to help things pro- progress? And if you feel like he's a prophet and he said that this is where you're supposed to be, then why wouldn't you be there? You know, that seems contradictory to me. Islam, I would, I would like to speak to that. I would like to speak to that. Islam, this is Sheikh Way L, a.k.a. Lord Abba. Um, I've been Islam. in the more science Islam, brother. Oh, Islam. Islam. No, after your comment, I'm going to close the show out. So you're going to make the last okay. comment, and then I'm going to close it out. Okay, definitely. Now, I've been in the MST of A for a number of years, if you will, and... I've spoken with elders. I've spoken with people that have been in the movement 20, 30 years, 40 years, matter of fact, now that my memory is serving me better. People that have been in for at least 40 years. And their perspective is, for the most part, as skewed as the brothers that we battle, that we feel that are following the sovereign citizen ideology. And this is why that organization isn't going anywhere, because you can go in. It's long. It's long. You can go in. And the first time you start saying something that somebody doesn't agree with because the sheiks or the priests, as Barato Arabo has said, has said something different over the past few years, if I join the Ink Grand Body, which is the only recognized government, the, gov- the only body that's recognized by the government, and I decide that I'm not going to follow suit with going from the prophet to Kirkman Bay, but that I'm going to always big up Emil Yale, and I'm going to always big up what Prophet Noble Juali taught, then it becomes an issue. When I start teaching things outside of what becomes interpretive based on the 14th Amendment and certain things that the prophet told. And I know I, my brother that you were just speaking to, Ali Bay, I watched him have these battles with certain moors. I've had these battles, and because of such, I've been castigated. So when my brother Ali Bay is saying that he has no interest in joining the Moorish Science Temple of America because of the individuals that are in there, you have to understand that. Nothing is going to change. You're not going to come in the movement and force them to accept a fact that if they already believe something alternative. I was on the phone with a brother two weeks ago that told me that the prophet wasn't a human. He wasn't human. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? More, he wasn't human. He, he wasn't human. He was born. He died. You know, we, we know the, the death demonstration, but you know what I mean? Shed the body the veil, whatever you want to call it. Like, so if your mindset is not locked into their mind, and it's not going to move. It's not going to, I watch, I know of brothers that were supposed to go through the Adam chamber and they, they didn't go through the chamber, right? In one particular grand body, because the sheiks, the, the head sheik said, your teachings are against the prophet. So the more said, well, can you give me an example? What am I teaching that is against Noble Drew Ali's teachings? And the sheik said, well, I don't know. Something that somebody told them. So more, nothing is going to, I don't believe, I don't believe that nothing is going to move in the MST of A anytime soon. I just have to be honest with you. Yeah, me neither. 
Islam. Islam. Well, I, I Islam. think that uh, uh, one question about that is well, that we got you stated that we're going to end up having to close out because it's going to it's literally about to cut you off. Like literally, it's about to cut the show off because um, it always does it at the same time when we roll over. So your question won't even be able to get answered anyway. Um, when what what you can do is on the next show just bring it bring that same question and we'll make sure to get an answer. Um, so I'm going to close out. I appreciate everyone who came on, um, all the guests uh, for you know giving the demonstration. Um, hopefully the listeners can get clarity. You have two two different. Um, um, understandings presented, and it's up to the listeners to continue to study to really be able to pillage and, and get um, get the understanding that they that they need from here. Uh, we'll probably end up doing it again, and I'll keep everybody informed. Uh, with that, uh, I want to say peace, peace and love to everyone, and I uh, appreciate you uh, coming on this evening. Peace and honor peace. to you, brothers, peace. for having us on. Peace. Yeah, peace. Islam.